Hello, Cathedral family and friends. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I am so glad that you've joined us for service today because in just a few minutes, you're going to hear from my friend, Pastor Anthony. He's come all the way from Cape Town, South Africa, and he has a message especially for you. But before we do that, I invite you to join with me as we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray the Our Father. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Well, Psalm 145 reads this way. I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. Pastor Vaughn and the team are coming to do that very thing, to sing with joy. Enter in with them. Oh, wherever you're at, Cathedral of Faith, come on, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together.
there's no limit to your promise. You know, that's one of the threads that runs through all the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. God is a promise-making God. He's a promise-keeping God. And if he says it, he can do it, and he can do it in your life. We just sang about that, Grace. I want to share a scripture with you from 2 Corinthians where Paul writes this. God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things and at all times you may have an abundance. That's God's promise to you. He wants to give you grace for whatever you're facing. His grace is sufficient. It's more than enough. It's all about that grace. No trouble because he's ready to work in you in this moment. I don't want to pray that over you right now. Lord, you know every one of us where we are, what we're facing, our circumstances, our internal struggles, our frustrations, the things we wish were changing right now that haven't changed yet. Lord, come to us and let us know that your grace is about to wash over us. Your grace is about to fill us. And Lord, we need you to do that great exchange in us because in these moments when we need grace, we tend to have all these what ifs. God, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if, what if, what if? But Lord, in place of every what if right now, come and reveal who you are. I am your peace. I am your provider. I am your strength. I am more than enough. Lord, let that grace fill each one of us now. You are more than enough for the needs of your people. In the name of your gracious son, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Grace to you, grace to you, grace to you. Let's give God thanks and praise for his faithfulness. Amen. You are in the right place. The doctors ordered you here. The great physician Jesus, the wonderful counselor Jesus, he knows the best thing for you in this moment is here in his presence. And we're so glad that you're here with us. Receiving and walking in that grace is so important. That's why almost every letter of Paul starts and ends with grace and peace to you. And one of the things that you can know is when you have God's grace, there will be peace, there will be joy. Even though the storm's still going, that peace will work because you have God's grace. That joy will still come, even though it's not over yet, because he has enough grace for you. And we trust that you will receive that grace today. Well, as a Bible college professor, one of the things I always say to students is make sure you look at a verse in context. And that promise I just gave you about grace is in a section I want to share with you from 2 Corinthians. And here's how it reads. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times you would have an abundance. You see, that promise that God makes about bounding at all times with grace is in the context of us being generous. And in this moment, you get to give generously so that you can abundantly receive the generous grace of God. And you can do that several ways. You can go to our website. You can go to our church app. 
Or as you can see on the screen, there's a number to text to in order to generously give and sow that seed generously so that God can bless you. You can also write out a check and mail it to the church office or drop by and share it with us. God has sustaining grace for you. He has transforming grace. He has amazing grace. He has grace for you in this moment. We're so glad you're here with us. We're in a series entitled that Recovery Plus, how God is gonna restore what's been lost and we're believing that for you. There's so many great things going on here at Cathedral of Faith and here to tell us about them, here's Stephanie. Hello everyone, here's what's happening in and around Cathedral. First, this weekend we welcome the Life Child Organization and we have the opportunity to sponsor a child in Mozambique for just $30 a month. Together we can make a difference in the lives of the orphan and vulnerable children in South Africa. Visit the kiosk in the lobby or visit lifechild.org.za for more information. Second. Mark your calendars this Thursday, May 6th. It is the National Day of Prayer. We are going to have a virtual prayer room open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Zoom. One of our prayer team will be there to pray with you and pray for you. Then, 12 noon, join us live on Facebook with our pastoral team as we come together and we pray for you, your family, our community, and our nation. And lastly, Hello Daystar! Beginning May 16th, Living Courageous with Ken Foreman is premiering on the Daystar Satellite Network. Check your local cable listings, mark your calendars, set your reminders, and invite all your friends and family because Daystar is available in 195 countries and over 110 million homes. So you're not going to want to miss it. And as always, for the latest and greatest and all the announcements I couldn't fit in this video, be sure to follow us on social media or visit cathedraloffaith.org slash events. Good day, everybody. It's so good to be together, and we're going to enjoy God's Word today. What a great series we're busy with called Recovery Plus. We're going to see God add to your life today because the Word of God is powerful. Uh, the Bible says that God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. So would you allow God's Word to lead you, to guide you, to shape you, to mold you? Because I do believe God's got something to say to you today. 
But I wanted to say it's great to be here. I've just arrived from Africa, from Mozambique, in fact. And uh, we've had a wonderful relationship of 20 years with Cathedral of Faith. Life Church in Africa with Cathedral of Faith has been amazing. We've seen God do a wonderful work. And I want to just say on behalf of all of our Life Church family in Africa, thank you. And I want to say, Pastor Ken, being your friend and you being a friend with us has been absolutely amazing. And I want to, just before we go and look at the Word of God and get excited about what God has for us today, I want to just bring you a greeting and just show you why it's important to create space for change. You see, because of this relationship we have with Cathedral of Faith and the work we're doing in Mozambique especially, we've been able to create space together in seeing lives being changed. So I want you to watch this video. I bring greetings from Amory and Pastor Oswalda. They lead the work in Mozambique, and I had a wonderful time with them over these last few weeks, and they send their greetings. So have a look at this video, and we're going to get into God's Word in a minute. Oh, hello. Um, greetings from Mozambique. My name's Anne-Marie. My husband, Osvaldo, we're pastoring Life Church here. Uh, we just wanted to send a greeting to you all, Pastor Ken Foreman, the whole Cathedral of Faith family, and just really thank you from the bottom of our hearts and our family, our Life Church family here, to say thank you for making space. Thank you for partnering with us and journeying for so many years and being so faithful. We really appreciate uh, the journey that we've been on together. Because you create the space, we can see life be changed in Mozambique. Yeah. The children's life be transformed. Uh, we see most of the children, or many of the children, to give their life to Jesus. Yeah. And we see the children to be, uh, children be educated. Mm -hmm. We see so many things happen because Cathedral of Faith, you guys create the space. And we see children, vulnerable and orphan children, that maybe would never have had access to education and healthcare because you made a space and you've helped us. We've been able to impact their lives with health, looking after them, giving them a wonderful education so that they can walk forward and achieve their dreams. There is a saying, when you have more than you need, build a longer table, not a higher fence. When you create space for someone else in your life, you play a vital role in bringing hope and change into their world. When you create space for a child in Africa, you help LifeChild to provide the best possible education to create future leaders. You make sure that this child's social and emotional needs are met and their skills fully developed. When you create space, you help teach a child that they're loved by God and made for a purpose. You help to provide quality health and nutrition so that children can think, learn and thrive. So how do you create space? You can sponsor a child, you can become a life child partner, a champion, or you can go on a mission trip and see firsthand lives being restored. Create space for change and help life child bring transformational change in the lives of children, one life at a time. You can help us reach our first goal for 2021. Life child is aiming to raise $70,000 to provide all of our children with quality health and nutrition for the year. We want to make sure that every child has access to a daily nutritious meal. 
For more information on how you can be a part of this campaign, visit our website. Create space for change, one life at a time. So I know that today, this series, Recovery Plus, is so important, not just for all those in America, but for all over the world. Because even in Africa, this COVID-19 uh, pandemic has had a huge impact on the lives of so many people. And people have been locked down and locked out. And people have been suffering incredible circumstances and, and situations. And, and, and there's arisen out of that really just a hunger, a desire to see things come back to life. And, and I know that some things maybe have died in your life. I, some of the patterns have changed. Your habits have changed. And things that you were really on fire before about when it came to the Word of God and relationship with God and intimacy with God and, and dreams and believing God for the future. Maybe some of that has been affected by the lockdown, by, by the COVID-19 impact. Maybe you, you're realizing just, as you've seen over the last few weeks, as, as you've gone through the series Recovery Plus, you realize there's so many things that needs to come back to that place of life. And, and this series that you're going through is so powerful. I was reading Paul's letter to the church of Philippi, and he says these thought-provoking words, and it's so powerful. He says in Philippians 1 verse 6, I pray with great faith for you. Can I just say, I have been praying with great faith for you over these last few weeks. When I knew that I was going to be here with you today, I just said, God, would you, would you do something special in the hearts and the lives of the people who will be with me today, who are watching and hearing your word and trusting you with their lives? And that's what Paul says, I pray with great faith for you, because I'm fully convinced that the one who began this glorious work in you will faithfully, I want you to say that to yourself, God is faithful. He's faithful towards you. He's faithful towards his word, to his promises. And he says that, that God will continue the process of maturing you. And he will put his finishing touches to it until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when I read that, I realize again that God who began a good work will bring it to pass. He'll bring it to completion. And what he wants to do in me today is not what he wants to do tomorrow. He wants to do something new and fresh tomorrow. And what he did yesterday is not what he's doing today. And so I've got to know that God is working in me. But it's not just God working in me, but it's me working with God in what he wants to do in and through my life. And God is, you know, he's, he's got so much in store for you. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than you could ever think, dream, or imagine according to his spirit that is at work within you. So God's spirit is at work within you, but you need to rise up and allow what God wants to restore and recover in your life so that you can see the fruit of all that he has for you. And so we're going to continue today, and I want to speak about recovering the power of celebration. You see, recovering means something, means that it was there, or it should be, and it could be, but it's not. And you know, it's like the potential of a volcano that's inactive. And there's a, a beautiful picture here that I want to show you of this amazing volcano. And it's kind of active, but it's not fully active in all its potential. And, and it lies dormant, and it's waiting for the opportunity in the moment for when it will fully explode, and, and what's inside will come out. And I want to say to you, that's what God has for you. He's got so many things that he's put in you. He's got so many dreams that he's put in your life, and plans that he has for you, and purpose that he has for you. But sometimes it lies dormant and inactive. And God wants to release something powerful in you today. And 
And I want to tell you why celebration is so important. Because we're going to learn again how to celebrate the goodness of God. Celebrate God for who he is. and Celebrate my life and the life that he has for me. And so I'm trusting him for it. So celebration, if you will trust God today, will actually boost your well-being. And this is true for major achievements and natural accomplishments. It's true in the natural. And when you celebrate your child doing well in sports, you get excited. And when you, when you, when you see your, your, your spouse doing well and you celebrate with your spouse, it does something for your spouse. It does something for your children. But it's true that when somebody celebrates your achievements in the natural, we all gravitate to something positive and, and exciting. And, and it's, life just becomes worthwhile living again. And so we know in the natural, something works well for us. And, and so one of the main reasons celebra why celebration is so important is because it reflects an overall attitude of gratitude and enjoying what we have. Instead of focusing on what we don't have and only on what we want in the future, if you're always thinking, well, if I could only have what's in the future and I, I want it now and I can't celebrate until I have it, and, and I, well, I want to celebrate what I've had in the past, but you don't recognize what you've got today. You see, God wants you to appreciate what's in you and before you and what's around you. There's something powerful about that. You see, the second reason why celebration is important is that God wants us to celebrate Him and His work in our lives. You know, it's so easy to miss what God is doing in your life. It's so easy not to see what God is doing. It's so easy to be distracted by circumstances and, and the things that are happening around you, the negativity around you, and you kind of without even saying it, begin to think, well, where is God in all of this? Why is God allowing all this to happen? And, and, and we, we kind of get distracted by, by what's happening in us and what's happening through us, but not realizing that fact God is still there and God is still at work and God still has a plan and a purpose and, and we forget God in the equation of life. And Psalm 13 verse five says, but I trust in your unfailing love. Watch this carefully. My heart rejoices in your salvation. Isn't it true that when you came to salvation, how your heart just left within you, how people celebrated with you and everybody got excited, how you got excited when, when Jesus saved you, redeemed you and, and gave you a new start. And, and you heard those words where the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away and behold, the new has come. And how exciting that was. Have you lost the joy of your salvation? You see, when you celebrate the work of God in our lives, it kind of brings everything to light again. You see, Philippians 4 verse 4 says, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. I want you to listen carefully to every season of life. Let joy overflow for you're united with the united, with anointed one. Because of your relation with Christ, you have reason to celebrate. You have reason to, to enjoy the, the benefit of a savior, a friend, someone who walks with us. And that joy can overflow because of that. It doesn't matter whether I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, I know that he's with me. He's gonna prepare a table for me. Every season, I can celebrate Jesus. Acknowledge him. But what stops us or interferes with our celebration? This is so important that we focus on this for a few minutes. It might seem a little bit negative, but I want to show you that even in this moment, you can see some of the things that might be stopping you, might be holding you down, might be keeping you locked down. But I want to show you that you can break free from that a day. Learn how to celebrate the goodness of God. Celebrate the life that you have in Him. And the first thing that affects us or interferes with our celebration is ignorance. Ignorance. 
You know, a lack of understanding, a wrong mindset. The Bible says that, that the people will perish because of a lack of understanding, a lack of knowledge. Uh, I think about what, what Martin Luther King said. He said, nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Now, that's quite insulting, but what he's saying is, is that, you know, just playing dumb is not the right thing. Being ignorant of something is not going to help you. It's not, a, it's not a benefit to your life. It's not a compliment to your life. People often say that they have no reason to celebrate. They think they're unworthy. They have messed up. Come on, have you not messed up this year? Did you not mess up in 2020? Have you not made wrong decisions? And have, have you got no regrets? Of course we have regrets. I've messed up. I've made mistakes. But what people do is they say, well, I've just messed up too much. And I've sinned and, and things have gone wrong. And so what's hope is there? I've got no reason to celebrate. Well, that's because of ignorance. Because the Bible doesn't teach us that's how we should respond. You see, Timothy 4 says this. The Spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith. And I cannot help but think that that's what's happened during the lockdown, during this COVID pandemic. How people have just abandoned their faith and they follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through, through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. You see what happens when Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free, which means that our thinking gets transformed by his truth. And when our thinking is transformed, we get the right thoughts, the right understanding, then the right habits and the patterns in our lives will come as a result. Because the Bible says, as a man thinks, so he is. You begin to walk in the direction of your thoughts. But if our minds are transformed and our thoughts are transformed by the word of God, by truth, then we experience freedom. And then in that freedom, there is celebration. The ability to celebrate all that God is doing in and through your life. And truth helps us. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The second thing that interferes with us and with our celebration is the thief. The thief. You know, th I was thinking about the thief. The thief is always somebody who doesn't want to be seen. The thief wants to operate at night. The thief wants to be clandestine. The thief wants to be, you know, unobserved. They want to be able to come in and go out without being observed, without being noticed, without being recognized. But they want to achieve their goal. And the objective. Do you know that the enemy, the Bible calls the devil a thief? Jesus called him a thief. In fact, John 10 verse 10 says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. You see, Jesus understood the role of the thief. He knew what the thief's objectives were. He knew that the thief comes in there and he's got very specific mandate. He knows what he wants to do. And let me say this, the devil has a mandate concerning your life. The devil is very specific about your life. He wants to lock you down, lock you out, keep you out from what God, he wants to keep your celebration to nothing. He wants to keep your voice quiet. He wants to steal the joy of the Lord from you. He wants to take everything from you. He is a thief. And Jesus says, but listen, I have come that you might have life and have it to the fullest. You see, when you have his life, you have reason to celebrate. When you have acknowledged who is in you and who you are and who you belong to, you begin to celebrate in that context. The third thing that affects us and interferes with your celebration, and listen carefully, I'm gonna spark you for a while, I'm gonna hang out here for a while, and that's called doubt. Doubt is a reality. You see, Moses 
is probably one of the examples. We know that he would been, he'd been dwelling in the, in the wilderness in Exodus chapter three. He'd been hanging around in the wilderness for, for 40 years. And you know, he had messed up in Egypt and he thought he knew what was the right thing to do. And then he made mistakes. And, and he was like, you know, he's in lockdown in, in the desert for 40 years. And then he has an encounter with God, the burning bush experience. He walks up to God. And, and it's quite amazing. God then reveals himself to Moses, brings him to a place, restores vision for Moses again, gives him purpose, gives him a calling, and watch this, he employs Moses. He gives him a job. He calls him onto the team. He says, I want you to be on my team. And then what does Moses do? He goes like, yes, thank you, God. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for who you are. No, he does nothing of the sort. What does Moses do? He allows doubt to interfere with his celebration. It says in verse 11 of Exodus chapter three, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? That little three letter word is a very powerful word. You know, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's a one egg, bad egg that can destroy the rest of the batch. It's so interesting, it's how often the small things make a big difference in your life. That little word that Moses used was like an object that I have in my hand here today. And I brought this with me all the way from Mozambique. How many of you know what this is? It's called a door stopper. It's a door stopper. It's meant to stop the door, in case you're not sure what that means. And it's interesting, it's a very small object. This one's quite well used. I used it in the door that I was staying in Mozambique. And I had this huge door, and I noticed that when I put this little door stopper in, doesn't matter how hard I pressed on that door, and I pulled at that door, and I tried to make that door move, this little door stopper had a very powerful effect. You see, that word that Moses used, but, it was like an object, like this door stopper. Uh, and what it was doing for him was, unfortunately, is that he was creating space for something to come in between him and the plans of God, between him and the word of God, between him and all that God has for him. He allowed this little butt to try and stop God opening a door for his life. Isn't it crazy that we will try and stop an open door from opening, us, from, uh, opening up for us from God? How when God says, this is what I want for you, we go, but God, really? Did you really mean that? Do you know who? And we begin to question God in terms of whether he really understands. That is absolutely crazy. You see, God was opening the door for Moses, but Moses nearly ruined it with this door jamming butt. What is your door jamming butt? Are you saying to somebody to God and saying, well, God, I really know you're saying that, but this, you, do you understand? God, I'm not ready. Or God, I, I failed too many times. And, or, 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 or God, I, I'd rather just sit in my, my PJs and, and flick on the TV and just watch. And, or God, I'm not ready to move into the building. Or God, I'm not ready to fulfill your word. God, I'm not ready. No, no. Moses was not ready. Let me say this. Moses was not ready, but God was ready. I want to encourage you today. You might not feel ready, but God is ready. Because he says, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans to give you hope and a future. They plans to prosper you. They're not for your calamity. They're not for your destruction. He's not the thief. And then for Thomas, so for Moses it was his but. For Thomas it was his unless. Thomas's doorstopper was a word called unless. Let's go to John chapter 20. Because remember Jesus had been crucified. We've just come out of Easter recently. And uh, Jesus was, he had crucif been crucified. He died. He was put in the tomb. He rose from the, from the grave. He appeared to the disciples. But one person wasn't there at the time of the appearance. And that was Thomas. 
Thomas hears about Jesus' resurrection. He hears about the appearance, the appearing of Jesus, and look at his response. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, you see, but, but he said to them, unless I see the nail marks on his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hands in his side, I will not believe. Can you see the power of doubt? I have to say this to you today. Doubt is a powerful, powerful doorstopper of any spiritual momentum. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. Doubt is a, is a faith killer. And Thomas says, unless, what is your unless? God, unless I get a new job, unless you break through, unless you provide for my children, God, unless I get, go, my kids can go to this school, God, unless I get to get called to this nation, God, unless this circumstance changes, what is your unless to God? I want you to know that God is not moved by your unless. He's not moved by your but, but he understands that it affects your movement. It affects how you move in your relationship with God. You see, Moses still had to move. He still had to get up and believe. He still had to get up and go. And God knows that about your life. God cannot do everything and anything he wants to do. He could, but he chooses to do it through you and I. In other words, through your, your voluntarily willful participation in the plans that he has for your life. So what stops or interferes with our celebration? Number four, when you lose your reason to celebrate. When you lose your reason to celebrate. Remember the story that Jesus uh, told about the prodigal son and, and for the sake of time, to remember that he, the father had two sons and, and the one son wanted his inheritance earlier and he went to the father and he said, Father, I want to go and, and live with my own inheritance. Can I have it earlier? And the father gives it to him and the, son, the other son remains behind with the father and the son goes off and spoils everything. You know, we're very good at spoiling things. We're very good at messing up. So let's not hang there in the story. He messes up completely, and we've lived there many times before. But then the boy comes to his realization that he had messed up. You see, the, the first step to recovery is to recognize, and the first step to your celebration that you're going to be involved in in a minute is recognizing where you are, where you've come from, and where you need to be. And the Jesus tells a story about the son coming back, recognizes his need for to be back in the father's house. And I pray, listen carefully, we're gonna celebrate here in the weeks ahead. And I pray that you will begin to recognize the, the need to celebrate together as a family and a body of believers. Bible says don't forsake the gathering together of believers as some of you in the habit. But come on, we're gonna come together and celebrate, worship God. I look forward to seeing you in the months ahead, in the years ahead, as we celebrate all that God has. We're not gonna allow circumstances to hold us back. We're not locked out of the throne room of God. We're not locked down uh, in terms of the presence of God. But I love this. Jesus says the boy comes back. He comes back into the father's house. And it says in Luke 15 verse 25, now the oldest son was out working in the field when his brother returned. And as he approached the house, he heard the music of celebration and dancing. As my friends in the UK will say, in dancing. I just love this. The older son comes back, hears this, and you would think he goes, what's happening? Oh, your, your brother's returned. He would have thought, yes, I have a reason to celebrate. It's not true. He had lost his celebration. He had lost his reason to celebrate. Can I ask you? You see, this, this young man had lost the love that he had for his brother. He had lost, his heart had gone cold. 
And what came in as a result of that was unbelief and fear and unforgiveness and jealousy and skepticism and, and, uh, and, and all this judgment that came from him. And he lost the ability to celebrate because he forgot the very reason what it means to have family, what it means to be in family, and what it means to even have a father. <laughs> you know, maybe you've forgotten what it's like to even have a heavenly father, to have family, a body of believers that we worship together with and celebrate together with. And so what he did is he allowed other things to come in. And he didn't realize the need that he had to celebrate with his brother. You see, you celebrate what you value and you celebrate what you love and you celebrate what you give credence to. We celebrate sporting victories. We celebrate when we find a bargain in a, in a shop, in a retail outlet. We celebrate when we have small wins in life. But how much more when it comes to the life in the Spirit, that we can celebrate all that God has for us? You see, it really comes down to two things today. It's the celebration of God, and it's a celebration of life. In other words, your life, your family, your community, and other nations. Learn to celebrate beyond where you are, beyond yourself. You see, what will help us recover our celebration? What's going to help you become a celebrator for Jesus? Well, if you look at Moses, for him it was moving closer to the burning bush. Bible says that God spoke to Moses. In fact, before he spoke to Moses, the bush was burning. And the Bible says when God saw that Moses began to move towards the bush, God spoke to him. I want to encourage you, when you begin to move into all that he has for you. If you begin to take that step forward, one step at a time, towards the fulfillment of God's plans for your life, towards the will of God for your life, towards all that he has for you. Jesus said, come follow me and I'll make you. I wanna say to you today, God's gonna make you to all that he has for you. But you need to follow. You need to, you need to be like Moses, begin to walk into that presence. And for Thomas, what changed it for Thomas? Well, the Bible says that he touched Jesus. Because Jesus said, come, I want you to put your hands in my hand here. I want to put your finger where my nails were. I want you to put your hand in my side. He said, touch me. The Bible says it like this, that in John chapter 20, a week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand, put it on my side. Thomas, stop doubting and believe. And look what happened. Thomas said to him, my Lord, and my God, my Lord and my God. Celebration comes from, in, from an intimacy, an encounter with Jesus. When you begin to touch Jesus, when you begin to, it's like the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years sick in her body, and she thought, if only I can touch him, touch the hem of his garments, desperately crawls through the crowds of people, touches Jesus. I want to say to you today, if you can just touch the hem of Jesus, if you can just touch his nail, his hands where the nails are, just touch his side, just, just be like, Moses, I want to just go to this burning bush. I want to go where the presence of God is. I want to go where, where the, the, the power of God is. I want to go where the intimacy of God is. I want to go where Jesus is. The Bible says, there are two or more gathered in my name. There I am in the midst of them. See, when we gather together, we come to celebrate because of who he is. See, God wants you to settle your doubts. And as I close today, what's gonna to help us recover our celebration, this is so important, is God wants us to engage in redemptive acts. He wants us to engage in redemptive acts. In Exodus chapter three, verse 12, 
And, and look what God said to Moses. He said, and God said, I'll be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Isn't it interesting that God says, you know what's going to come with celebration? You know what's going to accompany celebration? You know what's going to ensure celebration? Lost people coming to salvation. Lost people being redeemed. Lost people being set free. You see, what the devil wants to do, that's why he's a thief. He wants to keep you locked down. He wants to keep you small. He wants to keep you full of doubt and full of fear. He wants to keep you with, without ability to celebrate. And because celebration is an acknowledgement of what is. And he says to Moses that you're going to come and you're going to celebrate me on this, on this mountain because you're going to see my redemption. The devil wants to stop you from seeing the redemption of God in this day in which we live in. He wants to stop, the devil wants to stop you from seeing deliverance of people in this city, in San Jose, in California, and in the US of A. We won't stop in Africa in reaching lost people for Jesus because we know that we see lost people saved, lost people transformed, lost, because lost people matter to God. Lost people matter to God. For God so loved the world, John 3 verse 16, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17 says, for he did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through his son might be saved. That's the plan of God for you. And God knew that for Moses. When Moses saw what God could do, he began to celebrate God. You see, the Bible says in the Revelation, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives even unto death. You see, the, word of, the blood of the Lamb is the work of the cross, all that God will do, that you can't do, that only God can do. But the word of your testimony is what God has done in and through your life. And that brings celebration out of you. You know what the Bible says? Is, I just love this. And Jesus himself said this in Luke 15 verse 10. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Bible also tells us that heaven rejoices when one person comes to salvation. I'm gonna close. But I wanna say to you today, don't let the devil rob you of your celebration. Don't let the devil steal from you the ability to recognize the work of God in your life. This is immeasurably more that God wants to do in and through your life. But you see, the devil's gonna try and keep you small. He's gonna try and keep you full of doubt, full of fear, full of unbelief. And he's gonna rob you of your celebration and the reason for your celebration. But I don't believe that's what God has for you today. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, that you might have life and have it to the fullest. Can I ask today, do you have life to the fullest? Are you experiencing this new life? The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things are passed away and behold, new has come. Are you looking forward to the new? Are you trusting for something new in this new season of life? Or are you gonna be held captive in the lockdown of yesterday? Failures of yesterday, disappointments of yesterday, the insecurity of, of fear that comes with, with just disappointment of life. Right now, Jesus is walking past. Will you be like the woman who says, I'm just gonna to touch the hem of his garment? Are you gonna be like, like Thomas? Thomas, just come and touch. Feel for yourself. In other words, you experience for yourself. Don't worry about your mom and your dad. Don't worry about your family. You'll need to worry about them in time. But right now, God is speaking to you where you are. The Bible says it like this in Revelation 3 verse 20. 
He says, I come to the door of your heart and I knock. If any man hears my voice and opens up, he said, I will come in. Right now, God is gonna come into your life. He's gonna come into your world because you are gonna open up your life to him. And you're gonna invite Jesus to come in and be Lord of your life, be your savior. He's gonna give you a reason to celebrate in the audience of one. Because Thomas said, my, I'm Lord and my God. Thomas right there knew it wasn't just Jesus, my, my teacher. It wasn't just Jesus, my, my fellow friend for three years. My Lord and my God. You see, God wants to be Lord of your life. He wants to be your God, not one of many gods. Pray that prayer today. Invite Jesus into your life. I'm gonna pray together with you today, and you can pray this prayer right now. Dear God, thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for reaching out to me. Lord, I know that without you, I'm lost. Without you, Lord, I don't even know how to celebrate. But Lord, I thank you that you've come to seek and save that which is lost. God, I need you today. I need you in my life and in my world. And Lord, I open up my heart and I invite you to come in. Lord, would you forgive me of all my sins? Cleanse me today. Set me free today, I pray, as I celebrate my redemption in you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. God bless you in all that you do. Trust him with your life. Don't doubt. Celebrate the goodness of God in all that lies ahead of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Oh, same as a prison, as cruel as a grave. Same is a robber and he's come to take my name. Oh, love is my redeemer, lifting me up from the ground. Love is the power where my freedom song is found. There ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. There ain't no
of the grave I'm walking to. If you walked out of the grave I'm walking to. If you walked out of the grave I'm walking to. If you walked out of the grave I'm walking to. Thanks so much for joining us for today's service. And Anthony, thanks. Thanks for being a great friend all those years. And thank you for that powerful word. And I want to invite you to, to join me and my wife in sponsoring a child, creating space for change. We've been involved in Mozambique for over 15 years as a church family. And we've seen firsthand the transformation that is happening in people's lives. And for $30 a month, you can sponsor a child. Just follow the link that's on the screen. Would you join me and my wife in doing so? And let's create space for change, to give kids a chance to go after their dream. I hope that you'll join with me. Uh, I'd like to speak the benediction over you. Pastor Anthony and I will extend our hands towards you and May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hello, Cathedral. Hey. Welcome in. 
to The Wrap. We are so glad to have you. And today, we are abundantly blessed. Oh my goodness. We have Pastor Anthony and his daughter Amy here. And we have Miss Jolie here. Thank you guys for being here. We are going to jump right into the message. Awesome. Pastor Anthony. We love having you here. Everybody thank has been you. so excited. And thank you for the word that you came mm. with so much um, fire, truth, and inspiration. Jolie, why Amen. don't you tell us what you got out of it? Once again, thank you so much for that powerful message. I think for me, when I talk about celebration, mm -hmm. and specifically mm -hmm. your point where you talked about, there's so many reasons that we have for not celebrating. Mm -hmm. And one of those reasons is ignorance, mm -hmm. that we think mm -hmm. that we have no reason to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of not too long ago um, how most of my life I hated celebrating my birthday. Mm -hmm. uh, my former employer and then working here at Cathedral, I would always tell the staff members, don't put my list on the monthly birthday list mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be celebrated. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to my childhood. I'm the youngest of seven. So, of course, for those of you that have big families, you know that if you're the youngest child, as long as you're breathing, mom and dad are good. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, what the enemy did with that is that he made me think that I was unworthy and yeah. invisible, that there was no um, worth of celebrating a year in my life. And so uh, thankfully in the past couple of years, mm -hmm. by the help of you know, God's grace and surrounding me with an amazing church family, mm -hmm. um, I have embraced celebrating my mm -hmm. birthday. And it's, it's you know, a work in progress, mm -hmm. but I realize now, just as you said during your message, that we have so many reasons to celebrate. Yeah. And mm -hmm. part of that is that we get to be in relationship with Christ. Amen. And I get to every day, whether it's my birthday or not, celebrate that I am a child of God. So true. Absolutely, absolutely. That is beautiful. Amy, tell us something you got out of the message. Yeah, yeah. I think, Divney, what you said about doubt, being a doorstopper, it really does. Oh, yeah, there we ah. go. Uh, yeah, it really, if you just let a little bit of that, yeah. you know, get in the mm. way and let it grow, that will stop you stop you living the life that God has for you, the full life. And and even I've found in my own life, just uh, with doubt and that, like, even if you are going through those seasons, just keep celebrating, keep pushing in. Mm. And, and just remind yourself of what God's yeah. already done in your life. Yeah. Um, and the proof is already there, so mm -hmm. you don't need to doubt. And, and just, yeah, get back into it, get celebrating, and yeah. yeah. That's good. Pastor, anything, you have the doorstop with you. <laughs> this doorstop is going to go everywhere with me because it reminds me so much of the fact that doubt is a limiting factor. Mm -hmm. You know, doubt, it's, like, it's like fear is the opposite of faith. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. uh, and doubt almost puts a question mark around what God says. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's like... You know, even when, when uh, you know, Thomas said, unless, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's an indictment. Yeah. It's, it's like saying, God, I don't fully trust you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can trust you. Yeah. And then I don't know if you are worthy of being trusted. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so I want to make sure that as I carry this, that I don't ever want to use this mm -hmm. when Amen. it comes to God's word, his promises, yeah. and all that he has from Amen. me. Amen. Yes. That reminds me of what you said, like, like uh, God is, is not moved by our buts or our unlesses. Um, but it does move us. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just think of like, God, what are the buts and the unlesses in my life? Please show me and mm. please help me because mm. I don't want to be in my own way. Mm. Yeah. And I don't want to stop what the Lord has. I want That's everything good. that the Lord has mm. for me. So another thing I love that you said was Moses was not ready, but God was ready. Mm. Are we ever ready? 
Yeah. We will never be, but he will always be ready. Therefore, mm, if we jump on, on the train that he's on, we're always ready. So I feel mm. like this is some yeah. great things for me to just even pray over and be like, put the action to wear. So yeah. thank you so much for the message. And you guys just got back from uh, Mozambique. And yeah. isn't there a war going on? Yeah. Well, that's true. So people say, why did you go to Mozambique for two weeks and then come here to America? Well, the whole COVID lockdown situation is that we had to go and quarantine in Mozambique outside South Africa because of its COVID strain. Mm -hmm. And so we used the opportunity to be with our leadership team. Mm -hmm. We have churches all over Mozambique. Mm -hmm. So we were in Maputo. The main problem actually at the moment is in the Capa de Golda section up in the northern province mm -hmm. where the ISIS affiliates have been fighting. And they've murdered thousands of people. And right now there are mm -hmm. 700,000 refugees mm -hmm. uh, out in Pam uh, Palma, well, just mm -hmm. past Palma down to Pemba. And, uh, and so we just felt that we've got to do something about it. And so as Life Church and as Life Child, we've really rallied around and said, you know, we've, people have created space to help us do what we do in, in those areas. Mm -hmm. But how about us creating space also for those, for those people who are affected? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, there's a war, but we are fighting a bigger battle. Amen. And mm -hmm. been fighting it for such a time. And um, Amy, you have joined in on the team of what's happening here. Just a little bit about you. I heard that you are a children pastor for so many years, yeah. working in journalism, yeah. and now a part of uh, working with the church. And, and I love the fact that I heard that your, your mission is just helping vulnerable and orphaned children. Tell us a little bit about what you do. And yeah. So, no, it's great. I've, I've, I love kids. That's my heart. And yeah. so, yeah, working with the kids for, uh, in the ministry side of Life mm -hmm. Church for six years. Um, but, yeah, just to get to be able to see the work and the, the need that's on the ground mm -hmm. in, in sub-Saharan Africa all over, there's such a massive need. Yeah. But um, just to be able to be a part of changing the one life, you mm -hmm. know, because sometimes you get overwhelmed. You think, oh, there's such a big need that's, that's mm -hmm. out there. But mm -hmm. to be able to start with the one life and mm -hmm. see how we can make a difference, um, mm -hmm. So I've been loving that, and I've just been on the, mm -hmm. the, the team to, to get the, uh, the message out there, you know, to create mm -hmm. awareness and, um, and just to, to connect everyone else out there, you know, with what's mm -hmm. going on in Africa and, and how they can create space in their own lives to, to get involved, uh, to, to make a difference in a, in a child's life in Africa. So, I yeah. so appreciate that because sometimes it can be overwhelming. And for some of us, we want to know how can I make a difference? And so yeah. you doing that is opening up the door for God to give us an opportunity to be blessed, to yeah. be a part yeah. of the work that you have out there. Yeah. Jolie, you were, you've gone out there. You've done Concert for Change. It has, you have radically been a part of this and also yeah. been a part of how we can be a part here. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, first of all, I'm so grateful to be on this journey with the Life Child family. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Pastor Anthony, for all that you and your church family and Life Child does. Mm -hmm. uh, being in Mozambique was such a blessing to me. I think you go into mission trips thinking that you're going to go over there and transform their lives. And what ends up happening is that our lives are the ones mm -hmm. that are transformed. And I remember most recently uh, going to Mozambique and visiting the Child I Sponsor's house. His name is Jolito. Mm -hmm. Jolie and Jolie. <laughs> Jesus got jokes. Um, and it was so great to have that opportunity yeah. to visit his home and his grandma's yeah. home. But it was also extremely heartbreaking right. to see yeah. the living conditions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's barely anything in their home. Mm -hmm. And um, they didn't have much food. Mm -hmm. They're cooking right in front of their, on their porch, which mm -hmm. will, what we would call a porch. And it seems like when I'm pulling up, like, this house is going to burn down if, mm -hmm. it's, if they're cooking mm -hmm. right there. And yet... Despite all of that, mm -hmm. so much joy. Mm -hmm. 
we're talking about celebration, yeah. Jolito yeah. and his family had so much to celebrate mm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it's partly because of what God is throwing in, doing in and through Life Child, mm -hmm. that he gets yeah. the privilege yeah. to go yeah. and get an education, to get a That's meal it. and bring the message of Jesus. Mm back home to his family. Yeah. yeah. That's that amazing. Yeah. That is. Pastor Anthony, tell us a little bit about how everyone who's watching can, can join in and be a part of this. Well, our theme for 2021 is creating space for change. Mm -hmm. And so many people come to me from all over the world and they say, what can we do to mm -hmm. make a difference? And we're saying, you know, it is so easy. You don't have to be very wealthy. You don't have to be have tremendous resources. But by literally $30 a month, mm -hmm. you can sponsor a life of a child. Mm -hmm. And that child will be educated. That child will receive a healthy nutrition food, mm -hmm. they will be taken care of, they'll have spiritual development, and they'll be able to go back and impact the community in which mm -hmm. they come from. Mm -hmm. And so we encourage people to sponsor yeah. a child. Uh, you could become a life child champion like Jody mm -hmm. uh, put together a concert for change. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you could come and visit us and become yes. with a mission team. Mm -hmm. Cathedral of Faith is always sending out mission teams. Yeah. Uh, and you could just become a, a financial partner monthly with us. Mm -hmm. So there's some amazing ways for people to make a difference. And so I would encourage you, create some space for change. Amen. Well, we're going to put that up so you can see more information on there. And we are so happy to celebrate what God is doing over there. And thank you for letting us be a part of that as well. We want to, um, Cathedral, when you're on there, we're going to say a prayer over them and also a prayer over you. So you can just you know, type that in your blessings and prayer if you're watching online. Our scripture for today is Philippians, the one that you started your message with. It says, I pray with great faith for you. And that's for everyone here. And we're praying for Mozambique as well, because I am fully convinced that the one who began this glorious work in you will be faithful to continue the process of maturity and will put his finishing touches to it until of the day of our glorious Lord Jesus. We're going to pray. And um, Pastor Anthony and Amy, thank you for letting us be a part and for being an mm. extension of the hands of God. Mm. And um, I, I can't speak enough on how much all of you guys have brought Mozambique close to the hearts of all of us, our kids, mm. little Zion, everybody to be aware. So let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this time. We pray a blessing on everything. And those who are watching, Lord God, that you would stir in our hearts what it is that you have for us to do. And thank you that we could create space for change. And God, we celebrate this opportunity and we pray that you would do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask for or imagine. A blessing on Pastor Anthony, a blessing on Amy, a blessing on Life Child and a blessing on Life Church. God, we expect and we look forward to see that you do the miraculous, bringing one child at a time, one person at a time into the house of God. We love you, God, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 To everybody out there, thank you for watching. And as always, it's, it's a wrap. wrap. <laughs> <Woo -hoo. laughs>